0: In this episode of Trekking Through Compliance, we take up the episode, Obsession. Compliance, the final frontier. Tom Fox is the voyager of Trekking Through Compliance. His mission, to explore the original series and seek out and share what it can teach you about compliance. Here's your host, Tom Fox. Trekking Through Compliance, Episode 42, Obsession. In this episode of Trekking Through Compliance, we consider the episode Obsession, which aired on December 15, 1967 and occurred on Stardate 3619.2. Story Synopsis. After beaming down to a planet to examine Tritanium deposits... Kirk notices a sweet honey-like odor. He recognizes it as something he encountered 11 years ago and orders the security guards to scan for chromium and fire at the gaseous cloud they may encounter. Two security guards are killed by the gaseous creature after it removes the red corpuscles and feeds on their hemoglobin. Kirk, Spock, and Ensign Rizzo survive, but Rizzo has much of his hemoglobin removed and must be beamed back to the Enterprise for treatment. Kirk becomes obsessed with the destruction of the creature, which has killed half of the crew of the USS Farragut, which was Kirk's first deep space assignment. Kirk appears willing to miss his rendezvous with the USS Orktown, <clears throat> the ship he is supposed to meet with, in order to deliver, uh, to pick up perishable vaccines and then deliver them to the planet Theta 7. After Rizzo dies, Kirk beams back down with a landing party, which includes Ensign Garovic. Who had been the or who was the son of Kirk's commander on the Farragut Garavik fires phaser 2 when he spots the gas cloud but not before the two other officers with him have been attacked Kirk grills Garavic accusing him of freezing up and being responsible for the death of one officer and the severe injury of another then relieves him of duty reading the log file of the Farragut incident Spock learns that Kirk's obsession is fueled by the fact that that he was the one who froze 11 years previously, and he has blamed himself for the deaths of half of the ship's crew ever since. When Chekhov detects the creature leaving the planet's surface, heading into space, Kirk pursues it. Scanners report the creature is in a border state between matter and energy. The creature slows and then heads for the Enterprise. Neither phasers nor, nor photon torpedoes damage it, and it enters the Enterprise through the number two impulse event, which has been inadvertently left open by Scott after performing routine maintenance. Spock realizes that this is the reason for the creature's immunity to weapons fire because it is able to move itself in order to avoid the phasers. On board the Enterprise, the creature attacks two crewmen and enters the ventilation system. Spock goes on to explain the creature's ability to avoid being hit by phasers to Yerevich, but is then attacked when the creature uh, uh, comes through Garabic's room ventilation shaft. Spock is saved only because his hemoglobin is not based on iron, but on copper. The creature then leaves the ship and heads away at warp speed. But Kirk has a hunch of where the creature is headed. In some mystical way, Kirk has since the home of the creature is planet 4 of the Tycho system, located where the Farragut was attacked. Spock is in favor of the chase since sensor readings indicate the creature is about to fission into multiple spawned babies. Kirk and Garavik beam down to the planet and set hemoplasma as a bait, but the creature takes the bait before the explosive charge of antimatter is ready. Kirk proposes to use himself as bait and orders Garavik back to the ship. Garavik attempts to knock Kirk out and act as bait himself, but Kirk overpowers him. The two are then beamed up in the nick of time, and the charge of antimatter is set off. After some difficulties with the transporter, Garavik and Kirk arrive back on board the Enterprise safe and sound. So uh, the fun fact today is actually a personal fun fact. This episode has my all-time favorite Star Trek line. After uh, the creature attempts to attack Spock and is actually repulsed, Dr. McCoy says to Spock, that green blood of his left a bad taste in the creature's mouth. Spock replies, colloquially expressed, but essentially correct. I've used that quote for 50 years. It's one of my favorite quotes of all time. In this episode, I want to talk about the remastered Star Trek, the original series DVDs, which, of course, are also now available to stream online. Obsession was the 65th episode of the remastered version of the original series to air, premiering on in syndication on uh, April 2008. Aside from the standard CGI replacement footage of the Enterprise, this episode most notably featured new effects shot of the planets Argus-X and Tycho 4, as well as revised footage of the dichronium cloud creature and the Enterprise's phaser fire into it while it was in space. One piece of the new footage added was a shot of the crater left of the antimatter blast on Tycho 4, shown at the end of the episode. This replaced the stock footage of the Enterprise traveling through space. This episode is the only one out of the entire series on Netflix that does not use uh, the remastered version, um, but it does have it on Paramount Plus if you have that series. If you've never checked out the remastered versions, you should do so. Uh, I, of course, have all of them on DVD, being the fanatic that I am, but they're also on Paramount Plus. Uh, going forward. So check out the remastered versions of Star Trek the original series for some great updates in the visual effects. So what are the compliance takeaways from this episode? Well first uh, in part of the episode Dr. McCoy becomes very uh, concerned with the obsession of Kirk uh, to kill this creature and he conducts a very um, informal hearing as to Kirk's mental state or an entry into his medical log on whether Kirk is fit to uh, continue. Uh, McCoy asked some very direct questions. And as a CCO, sometimes you have to speak truth to power. There uh, hopefully are not going to be many times where you have to be Dr. No from the land of No. But if someone is going to engage in conduct, which puts them at risk or the company at risk for criminal prosecution or civil liability, uh, you have to put your foot down and you have to say no. Um this is always a difficult uh, discussion for many chief compliance officers, uh, particularly when your only other uh, real option is resignation, although I suppose you could uh, become a whistleblower to the Securities and Exchange Commission. That has now uh, been uh, recognized as an acceptable principle. So um, sometimes you have to take a stand, and sometimes you have to say very firmly, uh, truth, uh, speak truth to power. Uh, number two. What's the root cause analysis of a problem? Here, uh, Spock does some, I would say, preliminary investigation, but he finally, through uh, a root cause analysis, basically in his head, um, comes to the understanding of how the creature uh, is able to avoid both phaser fire and photon torpedoes. Uh, The creature is a permeable gaseous state, but it's also energy. So it can allow these energy forms, and that's what these weapons are uh, advanced energy forms uh, to pass through it. And finally, uh, you've got to train for crisis management. The uh, Ensign Garovic froze just briefly when he first saw the creature, and you have to be trained and ready to aggressively pursue an enemy particularly one like this who can move incredibly fast. So crisis training, uh, do it before the crisis arrives so when it does arrive, you won't be scrambling to try and train for it. Join us tomorrow when we take up the episode Wolf in the Fold. If you enjoyed this episode of Trekking Through Compliance, you can help it grow by sharing it with the biggest Trek fan you know.